Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. And today I have an amazing guest with us, Brooke Yancey, that's joining us from Vancouver, BC in Canada. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so... Ah, we're going to talk about all the things about your journey and uh, your connection to movement and your business. Um, and for those who are listening, uh, Brooke and I connected through um, our mastermind group and through basically Melanie and Layer, who I've brought on a lot of guests um, from Melanie. And um, Brooke has such an amazing energy and I just love her work. So welcome, welcome. So happy that you are here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So share like, um, your, like, so movement is a big part of your life. Um, and you have different, you have different businesses that kind of tie into movement. So I'm curious about your journey with movement and what led you to the work that you're doing now. Ooh, that's a big question. Um, so I, I actually grew up dancing and moving and, but I took competitive dance classes like a lot of people did, right? Tap, ballet, jazz, all of the things. And I just, I was never the best dancer, but I always really liked dancing. And when it got really serious, I didn't love it as much. So, you know, I never really saw myself having a career in dance necessarily. And when I went to university, I took psychology and really understood the power of movement and the power of dance. Um, And when I graduated, I started to explore all different healing dance methods. Um, One of my first programs was called Dancing Freedom, where it's like free movement, really connecting to your um, energy center, chakras, all of those really hippie, awesome things. Um, And then I took another dance program called Groove, and I ended up learning how to teach the program in schools. And I, I taught, I've taught about a quarter of a million kids now in schools all across the world. So mostly that was in um, Toronto area. And I did that for a few years and became really great at teaching dance and teaching this method that I got asked to travel all over the world to train people to teach it. So I love this because in schools, we could teach things like anti-bullying and self-esteem and Mm. connection and accepting one another through dance. And we go in and teach 60, 80, 100 kids at a time. Um, And then with women, I would be teaching them how to connect to their bodies and how to love their bodies. Um, And a big part of that for me was because I struggled with an eating disorder Mm. uh, for seven years and dance and movement became my medicine. And so I started to teach other women how to love themselves, how to love their bodies through dance and movement. So 
it's kind of been this unfolding of a journey where throughout my life, um, once I stopped working with that company, I worked in mental health. So I was working in a Northern Alberta province and I worked in mental health in all of the schools. And then they discovered that I also taught dance and I realized, you know, I could teach a lot of things, anxiety, all these different things that they'd ask me to teach depression, suicide. I didn't normally dance as much with suicide, but like leadership development, all of these things, I would bring dance into it. Um, so it really has been such a pinnacle. Um, and then after that, I ended up moving to Vancouver and launching a business teaching dance in school. And over the last four years, I've built this uh, business teaching dance play programs in schools. Now we're all across British Columbia and I have eight instructors that teach for me. And it's been a really incredible journey. And we really focus on positive mental health and building physical literacy and connection. Um, yeah, and just really integrated into the school system. So what I'm just so fascinated with is like all of that and how amazing that you're able to bring in like more healing versus like performance style dance. You know what I mean? Because I think that's especially with women, because I work with a lot of women and getting back into touch with our bodies. Some women don't know how to move. Um, and so the way that you're saying it, it's like, it's not about performing or it's really about getting in touch with themselves and processing healing and I just it's so cool that you incorporate all of the modalities that like with suicide and bullying and like self-love that's really awesome yeah thank you and, and you're exactly right like I never really loved the performance aspect of dance like my passion has been how can we connect to our bodies mm. and feel good in our bodies? Because dance and movement has been used by every culture mm. and by so many different things as healing. Like we had dance, we had movement before we even had language. And it is so healing. It's when we, when we you know, our North American thing is like we make everything into a competition. <laughs> It's true. So, right? So like a lot of people in North America think that unless you're on So You Think You Can Dance, you're not actually a dancer. But that's not like dance and movement everyone can do. And it is one of the best ways to get women, to get people in general connected to their bodies, out of their, bo out of their heads and into their bodies mm. and connecting to other people. And I've seen it with hundreds of thousands of people. So and facilitated oh, that. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So um, you kind of toured around Canada <laughs> with your with your teaching when you were working in more of a like it sounded like you're working with an with an organization. So as you transitioned, what led you to transition into having your own business? So even when I worked with that organization, I very much was a, a contractor. And so I very much and I had, you know, different quote unquote gigs, right? I taught school for the, in schools for this person. I, you know, trained instructors for these people. I ran my own workshops um, for myself. Mm. I set up my own classes for myself. So I think I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit um, and that vibe. And I've, I've ran now four businesses. My coaching and healing business is my fourth one. 
um, even though I feel like I've been doing it the whole time in, yeah. in a lot of senses. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I've been so focused on my play education business in schools the last few years that I haven't been running or I hadn't been running workshops until the last year or so um, to help women connect to their bodies. But I just always, I saw a lot of people, artists, dancers, healers, like who had these incredible gifts, but they were struggling financially or they were waitressing, you know, because they didn't know how to translate these gifts, these offerings to the world um, into something that could actually sustain them financially. Mm. And I was like, it doesn't have to be that way. And I had a few mentors who also were very entrepreneurial and dancers. And I was like, you know, I don't have to struggle or be a starving artist to do what I love. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you were saying like the touring, as for the touring across Canada, are you talking about like with the indigenous communities or oh, just in general? Oh, I didn't know you did that too. That's incredible. I, I didn't know that. I mean, I know you focus on dance and healing. <laughs> And this is why I love doing interviews. It's like, that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a totally, and that, that's the neat thing. When we really open ourselves up, we, we get these incredible opportunities. So once again, you know, with, because I was doing this incredible work and working in all these different arenas, I got asked as a partnership with Right to Play. Have you heard of Right to Play? Mm-mm. It's a really great organization um, that brings play into indigenous communities mm. all, and, and really like um, low income or um, underprivileged communities all over the world. I think they're in 25 different countries now. Um, but I ended up getting hired to run um, dance programs and train teenagers essentially in indigenous communities, very secluded, often fly in only communities, teaching them how to teach dance and in doing that and teaching the dance method that we teach. And in doing that, it gave these youth something that they could be proud of and a way that they could have leadership because in, especially in the communities that we worked in, um, there was a lot of teenage suicide mm. and a few of the communities that we got sent into had like, you know, like 15, like mass suicides. Wow. Where they, and it was really heartbreaking. And a big part of that is that they didn't feel like they belonged and they didn't really have much purpose in these small communities on top of the generational trauma that yeah. indigenous have had so there's so much there but we we did some amazing work in some of these communities and this was a huge like multi-million dollar multi-year government funding to try to get to try to revive some of these communities and get them to you know things from nutrition to exercise to healing addiction work Mm -hmm. like such a huge program funded by the government because they were like, we're just going to try as many things. And our, our dance program was when they did the final thing was one of the most impactful things out of everything that they did, which was really neat. So what about like, um, and I don't like, cause now you're, you're doing your own, like you, you have your own business with integrating movement and dance. What would you say is, I guess the essence that really helps 
the healing process through movement. When we really get to that space of like out of our head, connecting to our body and like allowing ourselves to be guided by our body, mm-hmm. connecting to our intuition and it's like listening to it, listening to our body, listening to our intuition, listening to where we want to go with things out of our comparison, you know, the, what do I look like? What will people think of me? All of those things, which commonly those fears come up in people. And when people can overcome that, which usually with the dance methods that I teach, it only takes maybe a song or two for Mm. them to drop in. And it's one of my favorite, it's actually one of my favorite things when I see that like switch in people, Mm. when they go from like, you know, when we were doing live programs, you know, coming into the room, being kind of nervous, kind of like, okay, to like, you know, and and maybe the first song or two being a little bit stiff and a little bit nervous to being like, Mm. fully expressed, like, here I am laughing, playing, really in their essence. And in that flow, that super flow, that timelessness. Mm, I love that. And so from that place, um, how do you teach like because you also teach on like well I feel like you do you teach on like purpose and power and like manifesting and wealth like I feel like you do (laughs) so like how do you make yeah so how do you make that connection then like from that place to okay let's look at success you know or your goals totally so some of the programs that I now teach as like a coach as like a Um, some of the programs don't include dance. Okay. However, I do like to include a little bit of movement because what happens, like I created an abundance program Mm. with one of my best friends who also, who runs all of the dance stuff that I, um, teach with dance play. She created it and we created this really cool workshop and it was all about money because we both have taken so many different programs about money and there's been a lot of great in them. We've learned so much, but something that's missing is the embodiment piece. Mm. And so it's like, you know, when you have all that guilt and shame come up around money, um, sure. Journaling's great. And I recommend journaling for a lot of things, but also moving our body to like move that energy can be so powerful. And there is a brilliance that happens when we, stop trying to change or fix or, and we just allow it to move. Things like purpose, I love teaching through dance because it's in those times where we're just blissed out and feeling free and open-hearted. And often I'll get people dancing and then getting them to do different activities because people are so much more open and so much more connected to their Mm -hmm. higher self after they've moved after they've like allowed themselves to be free and released all of that gunk. It's like those moments of stillness at the end of a few songs or at the end of a class can provide so much wisdom, like inner knowing, inner connection, inner wisdom. And people will have these revelations throughout the program. So things like purpose, things like passion, it's like, it just becomes so obvious to people when they're moving and they're held in this really safe container, not when they're like moving from a place of like, what are people thinking of me? You know, but when they're like, I am free to be, to do, to have whatever it is that I want. What is it that I want? 
they get so connected to their heart. Mm, so, I yeah. love that. And yeah. Then I, I also created a program in July called Embodied Radiance. Mm. And so that was a nice combo of dance and movement as well as things like inner child healing mm. and just like embodying your feminine. So it's like really taking that to the embodiment level mm. right? and like loving your body. And it's like, what does that actually feel like and taking people through the movement of it? Um, because often that's where we get stuck is when the, the energy gets stuck in our body or you like listen to something and then you don't do the journaling and you don't actually integrate it. Yeah. But it's like this way I can help people integrate it right away. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I actually, um, so I don't think you know this about me, but I, have you heard of Nia? Yeah. So I've gotten white belt certified and then Koya, I don't know if you know Koya, it's more, um, one of my friends created it, but it's very similar in that it's getting out of your head into your body and processing. And so like movement for me is something I've always, it's been part of my life. Um, so I mean that you're saying is like, yes, yes, yes. So like, I totally like, feel it. I get it. And I'm just like, I'm saying all this to like supporting. <laughs> supporting what you're saying and like one of the things with it doesn't have to be complicated I think that's like one of the pieces where um it's so easy to get out of our heads like oh I don't know how to move but if you just play one song and then you just flow to it right like things can open up and that's been my experience if I've been like in a funky like my energy is low vibe. Um, I just play a, one song and I do a dance and then things can just shift. So like what you were saying about processing the emotions and moving energy and embodying, it's like, we just got to get over the inertia and then flow with our bodies. Totally. Totally. It's like getting out of, getting out of our heads. And it's so interesting that you say like, I don't know how to dance. Like, everyone like you put music on and every kid moves like we all have that internal uh wisdom and it's such a powerful reconnection to our inner child mm. i think it's one of the biggest medicines that we have because somewhere along the way especially for like north american or more northern cultures um, I mean, you look at Kenya, you look at some of these um, like African countries, South American countries, like they're all dancing all the time, <laughs> you know, like they're, it's just such a different culture, but definitely um, in North America and Australia and the UK and a lot of places, we've just really disconnected from that. And in doing so, we've disconnected from our inner child. And so many people say like, come to a class like I haven't danced in years like this mm. is like it's medicine mm. yeah I it is medicine and it's and it's also fun you know like it's so fun and like you get healed and you get like rejuvenated in the process so I love that totally, totally. yeah you need to have more fun yeah you know like things the world can be very serious you know and not just because of COVID, like before COVID, the world was already very serious and COVID just kind of like turned up the dial on that, how like intense and how much stress we bring into our bodies and into our lives mm -hmm. um, and to allow ourselves to play and have fun is, is really important medicine. 
And speaking of COVID, like you've had to pivot your business. Um, and I think it's interesting to talk about because, you know, listeners have different backgrounds, but I feel like with COVID, it's an opportunity to be more innovative and to start experimenting because we're, we're already outside our comfort zones. Why not carry on? <laughs> and so like what's shifted for you um, that's worked? So really interesting. So yeah, up until COVID, uh, my main focus, and you know, it still is a very predominant business in my life, uh, is my business that teaches dance play and yoga play programs in schools in British Columbia. But of course, we focus on teaching in schools, mm -hmm. in the education world. So when the whole world shut down and schools stopped, we, yeah, it was, it was kind of like, whoa. And we, we did pivot and we created some online programs, which is great. But I also knew in my heart that I was already being called into create, to more coaching and healing work, creating programs for people, um, teaching people how to build businesses, teaching women how to connect to their bodies. And especially during this time where people are quite disconnected from one another. I started doing dance classes online and that's when the passion to action program started when there was a lot of people um, wanting to launch a business, wanting to, to make money doing what they loved, but they didn't know how. So because I had built four now passion-based businesses, I was like, I can help people with this. And I think that COVID brings out something really unique in people and times of great stress and great change, people start to look towards their passions and their creativity, right? Like people were baking, they were baking sourdough bread, they were making things like we start to get creative. And it was such a healing time in a lot of ways where people were able to slow down and do some of their creative passions and, and discover some of these things. Um, and a lot of people took a really great look at their life. What's working, what's not working, right? So yeah, I had been feeling the calling to do more coaching and healing work to step into running. I was already running a mastermind. So to running that more, to amp that up, to bring on more coaching clients and to create some new programs. So definitely COVID gave me the space to create some of that and to step into creating and like putting myself out there more and what could that look like. Um, and now that schools are back in, in Canada or in British Columbia, my, my team is back up and running teaching programs. So now I'm finding the balance between the two and, you know, hiring people out for the play education business so that I can really do it all. Cause we get to have it all mm. and we get to do it all. And I love, I love my business in schools and it, it was hard when it was shut down, but it also gave me a lot of space to play and create myself. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love how you just took advantage of it and just really like, you know, got creative and really leaned back into like, okay, what is, what else do I really want to bring into the world? Um, and like, as you're, as you're talking and we kind of touched upon it very early before we hit the record button, but you and I are both manifestors. And what's amazing is that as you're sharing, like you're, you're like an innovator. I mean, that's basically what manifestors are. And so like, there's this beautiful thread of like what you're bringing to the table is 
like it's a very uh, it's not like like dance and movement like you were saying in different cultures it's already part of you know different communities but the way that you're bringing it i feel like it's a very refreshing way um and a very accessible way for people to also get healthy physically Mm. and to process like their emotions and to like love themselves and trust their bodies and their wisdom um and so it's like I don't even know if you realize that it's like you're an innovator like this is something that you're bringing especially to schools and uh to entrepreneurs it's beautiful thank you thank you yeah I've definitely often felt like I've gone against the grain a little Mm. bit you know and I like that. I like it. Different. I like, <laughs> and it's often come through me. Like I have a very strong connection to like spirit source creator. And I just, that's just what's come through me and just trusting the journey and trusting that like when I feel inspired to take action and without, I, without attachment, mm-hmm. without attachment to like, what is this going to look like? I don't know. And really cool things have come from that. Mm. Going back to what you're saying early on about just um, your own experience with like your healing and like um, you were saying you had an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. How did movement help? Movement helped. I mean, a big part of the healing for me with the eating disorder was to connect to my body Mm. because of course, like I had bulimia. So when you're binging and purging, you're very disconnected from your body. You're not thinking about the impact that it's making. You're not connected to, you know, am I hungry? Am I full? Like you're not connected to any of these very simple, basic functions of the body So just moving my body allowed me to connect to it, but also allowed me to feel joy, allowed me to play, allowed me to enjoy my body. Before that, for many years, I viewed exercise as a way to lose weight, right? Mm -hmm. Because with eating disorders, that's often a thing. Uh, With a lot of society, that's often a thing. (laughs) Not even with eating, yeah, (laughs) in general. And, you know, moving and doing it for the pure enjoyment as well as expressing myself was so healing. And this is the other thing is that with eating disorders, like many addictions, like a lot of healing journeys, a big part of it is learning how to express our emotions. Mm. And with movement, when there's different music on, it brings out different emotions. It connects to different parts of yourself. So yeah, dance and movement were so healing for me. Um, yeah, in that journey, there was just mm. so, so, so healing on so many different levels, mentally, emotionally, physically, physically, not being so hard on my body, allowing it to be fluid, but still moving it because moving it is so good for you. Just when we take it to the extreme, especially in the case of an eating disorder, you're like exercising three right. hours a day and like, right? Like it's not coming from an unhealthy place. So I really learned how to fall in love with my body and appreciate it. Mm. And not from a place of what it looks like, but how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. That is, um, that is so beautiful. So yay. I'm glad, I'm glad that, um, I feel like 
I feel like a lot of people need to hear that. It's like not what it looks like, but how it feels. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And not even like through movement is so important, but also just like in daily, like in daily decisions and how we live our life. It's like, how does it feel? Like if I, it doesn't feel good, don't do it. (laughs) But we've been so conditioned to like have to push through things and say yes to the no's. Um, And then the truth really lives inside our bodies if we trust it and lean into it. Totally. Oh yeah. It's all there. It's all there. We just need to get quiet enough to hear it. Yeah. Um, And you know, dance has always been my primary form of meditation. Mm. I've, I've found it a little bit hard to stay still and meditate except at the end of like a dance class. And you know, I meditate in the morning and at night now, but it definitely was hard for me. But when I'm dancing, I feel like I'm in that space of meditation. Mm. get into that zone that's funny that you say that because like a lot of I think like dancing as a form of meditation is more feminine and sitting still is more masculine as like the energy so a lot of I think it's like I know people who I know women who don't like to sit and meditate they're like it's just I just can't sit still Um, so I love that you said like dance as meditation so for you do you just play like a a music like a song and then just move or what's your process yeah sometimes I just put music on and move and dance that's really how simple it is and this is where we've made it really complicated Mm -hmm. you know we don't need to overthink it like I just put music on and dance and find music that really moves you and that makes you um excited like today I I discovered John Legend's new song. I think it's fire or something, um, something like that. And it's so good. And I had never heard it. And I was like, Ooh. Oh my gosh. And I just put it on. <laughs> and other times, like I like to also go down to the beach. I live really close to the ocean and I like going down to the beach and just putting music on and dancing. Um, I did that this morning at the ocean, but it really is just about, yeah. Connecting to your body. And doing that. And like you said, like you were talking about Nia and different things. And there's so many great modalities out there mm-hmm. as well um, to teach you how to do this. It's amazing. I love that. Okay. So dancing in public. So I, cause right now I'm doing a dance quest. It's like a song a day and the weather's been decent in Seattle. So I'm going to go down by the lake and dance and then it's public. So I can't blame if people are walking by and see me. But like, how do you, like, do you feel self-conscious with that? Because I do. Like, in a public place and no one else is dancing and I'm dancing by myself. Yeah. I still sometimes have moments of self-conscious, especially if I'm, at a, if I'm alone. Um, I just find, like, like, today being at the beach, of course, there was people walking by. But I was a little bit far away from people. Mm. And I feel like, if anything... Like, what are we afraid of? People judging us? Like, people are going to judge us regardless. And we're, you can, on the flip side, we're often inspiring people too. Mm. Um, and maybe it triggers something and they have judgment, but who cares? Like, you may, you know, they say um, people are going to judge, you know, you may as well one of us be happy. Mm. And so it's like letting yourself also be an inspiration because there's more people out there that look at you and think, wow, I wish I could do that. Or, wow, that's really cool. 
Mm. that she's out there dancing. And if you can inspire even one person to move their body, to connect inward, um, that's a beautiful thing. I love that. That's Mm -hmm. great. Um, Amazing. So how can people learn more about you and your work and check you out all the places? (laughs) All the things. Yeah. So my website is www.brookyancey.com. And I'm sure we can put it in the show yeah, notes. In the show notes. Um, come, so you can check out all my programs and my one-on-one coaching there as well. And my mastermind on there. And I also have a free Facebook group called Ignite Your Fire. So definitely we'll put that in there if you want to come. It's an activation, activation lounge for intuitive entrepreneurs. So it's really about like females who are wanting to be activated, wanting to follow your guidance in your heart, which is really beautiful. And uh, for the dance play programs in schools in British Columbia, if you're a teacher or a educator that's, or a parent that's looking to bring dance or yoga into schools, you can check out playeducation.com and play is spelt with a three instead of, instead of the A. So P-L-3-Y education. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And then on social media, are you? Um, Brooke Jillian Yancey on everything. Okay, perfect. I'll link to those. It was such a pleasure talking to you, Brooke. Thank you for sharing your story, your journey, and just like the magic of dance. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. So nice to connect with you. Yeah. So for listeners, uh, feel free to share this, tag us on Insta stories or Facebook if this resonates with you and check out Brooke's work and see you again very soon. Take care. Join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support and take part in our five-day inner confidence challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.